perfect. We have a, a flight. I'm going to listen to these podcasts. And I mean, that's it. My mind was completely blown. Everything that she said made so much sense. And I'm like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to just try it. Like for the next three days while we're in Puerto Rico, I'm not going to eat vegetables. Like I'm just going to eat meat and that's it. Like fish, meat, whatever we eat. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of KCL's Keto Corner Podcast. On today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with someone you will probably know on Instagram as Fat Fueled Mom, um, Malda Vega. We actually go through like making sure that I can pronounce her name right. Um, I am not a Latina, so I do not know how to roll my R's very well. But um, nonetheless, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, she is a wonderful person. We talk about all things family and keto related, transitioning your children to keto. Um, We also discuss her background, where she came from, um, how she got to, you know, the paleo world, the carnivore world, keto world, all of it kind of bundled up into one. Um, And I learned a couple new things about her myself. So uh, I really, really look up to Malda. Um, She is a great asset to the keto community and she is one of the people I'm super excited to have been able to connect with um, throughout this journey of mine. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode and let's dive in. Out there, I want to be able to pronounce your name right. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that that uh, the way it's spelled is not the way it sounds, but I'm not fancy. So tell me how to say your name. <laughs> Okay, so it's tough because I'm not um, Latino. <laughs> yeah, and so in your defense, like it's hard. You know, we roll the R because it's my name is spelled just like Laura, but with an M. But of course, we say Mauda. So it's hard. You have to roll the R. But really, if you can't, making kind of more of like a D sound probably would get it done. Like Mauda. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does. <laughs> Um, it's so funny. Every time I hear uh, Neo, Keto Neo talk about you, he like says it like t- perfectly. And I'm like, I need to get like him because I don't want to say it wrong. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so um, today I have this pleasure of speaking with Mauda. You did it, girl. <laughs> Vega. Um, she is married to Danny Vega. Just did a podcast with him and Rachel Gregory a couple weeks ago. But I'm super excited to talk to you and to dive into all things keto and kids and mom life and whatever. I feel like I can resonate with you with so much. So um, if you don't mind kind of giving the listeners a little bit of background on you as far as like your history um, with, I guess, I I guess I want to know like from the beginning, like before you had kids before, like, were you always really conscious of your diet? Like, the kind of the transition, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, well, so I grew up, um, I was a dancer growing up. So, and I've said this on a few other podcasts too, because it's like so funny, the the culture that we have now would have been, would have been much easier for me being a Latina woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because now it's like, the big booties are in style, the Mm -hmm. curves, and I love it. And I'm happy about that. And I'm glad because most women are, you know, have those shapes and it's, it's very difficult to be 
thin, you know, when I was, so when I was growing up, that was not what was in, you know, also I was a dancer. So I did ballet was like one of my main things, ballet, you know, all contemporary jazz. Um, I think I, I dabbled in tap for like a year or two, but I'm no tap dancer, but, um, and so, yeah, that really thin model, you know, sickly look was in, yeah. it, it was in, and, um, and it's also encouraged in that, in that, um, you know, not all of my dance teachers, so I don't want to bash all dance teachers, but you know, some of my ballet teachers, you know, it's just, it really is a cutthroat <laughs> type of, right. A, no, yeah. Type of, it is like, um, you know, even in auditions, like I, and I knew I was never going to be a professional ballet dancer just because I had heard these like horror stories. And it's so true. Like the way that they even run the, the, it's just so competitive. So there's so many girls to sift through that something like the wrong body type, you're just done. Like, it's just mm -hmm. not even a thing they, they don't even care. It's just because there's so much competition that they can find someone that right. has the right body type. Like they just, so sometimes in these auditions, like the first thing they do is just line you up. They don't even see you dance, you know, like, oh my God. yeah, it's so bad. And I, I never got to any of that. I never, you know, got to that point, but, um, like where I was in that situation, but I had heard from others, you know? And so, yeah, it was just, that was what was in. And so I was, I, I spent the majority of my, you know, young adolescent and teenage years chasing that something super unnatural for my body, something that I really had to make myself suffer to, mm -hmm. to get there. So it was just a lot of restriction, really. Um, I didn't know anything about nutrition, um, nothing about nutrition. It's not like I learned it in school or anything. And um, it was calories in, calories out. So I just thought that I had to just basically starve myself, really, yep. um, to lose weight. And that's what I would do. Um, and it wasn't really healthy, but I, but I wasn't always dieting. So I, the first time I, w I ever remember getting on an actual diet that I had to, that I was trying to lose weight was when I was like 15, like summer going into my, hmm, my sophomore. Yeah. Like my sophomore year of high school. Um, and that was the first time I was ever like really conscious about my weight. Um, so I lost a bunch of weight. And then of course, like, it's like the struggle to keep it on. I did it in a way that was kind of like that typical bodybuilding type of diet. Like my mom, uh, had gotten with a personal trainer and, uh, I was pretty much on the same diet she was and mm -hmm. like working out with her and doing, you know, super low fat, like, you know, chicken breast and, you know, ri rice or chicken breast and, Half all the potato. really really clean yes stuff. super yeah. clean super clean but you know it's not very satiating and it's like that you know it's just like you're like you're eating one meal and you're just like waiting for your next meal eating six right. times a day having like two turkey slices in between it was just um, but that's what I thought like that's what I thought was the right thing to do and so that's how I lost the weight so of course it was really hard to keep it to keep it off so I did a lot of yo-yoing um throughout those years and just got to a point that I was just like, you kind of get used to it. It's really sad, but like you it get, just used, becomes, to, you get used yeah. to, you get used to starving. I, I wasn't hungry. Yeah. You it know? becomes your norm essentially. I mean, mm -hmm. like with anything, I guess if you do it long enough, it's like, well, this is just all I know. All my body knows. Yeah. And of course I had my tricks, you know, like I would just say either caffeinate myself half to death or, um, 
take like back in the day that was like when ephedrine was actually like legal and so we would get these crazy fat burners I would be popping those all day just to kind of like tame tame my hunger and have the energy to get through my day you know without without eating as you know or just eating clean you know right um and then I think in my senior year I got pretty like I when I my senior year I was kind of you know kind of getting there too where I was like really really restricting like I think I would have like I would dance at the dance studio for hours and then I would come home and eat one apple and go to bed that's what I would do I would just go to bed I was like I just need to go to bed and go to sleep so it could be tomorrow but that's it you know and really just feeling hungry you know like really just punishing myself like because it's just so horrible it's just so unhealthy to suffer like that you know right and so and that that really continued so once I graduated uh high school I was no longer dancing because I wasn't going to be a professional dancer I knew that and I was just you know I went from dancing like all day at school and then after school to just doing like one class a week in college so of course I gained uh, some weight because activity does matter so I gained some weight and then it was, again, the same thing. Just, you know, I had a boyfriend that was like a personal trainer at the time and, you know, doing the whole sweet potato, like the bodybuilder stuff. But it's just, Mm -hmm. it's just not easy to maintain that. And I got really, 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 really restrictive. I got down. I mean, let me tell you, girl, for me, just to give you an idea. Okay. Right now, like for me, my sweet spot is like 138 Mm -hmm. to 142 pounds, like that's kind of where I feel really good. I'm comfortable. I'm not too skinny, but I'm not like too thick where it's making me feel big. Um, and I got down to like 117 at one point. It was oh, really bad. Wow. Yeah. And I was really, really skinny and I didn't see that. So I had some really crazy body dysmorphia going on. Even my boyfriend at the time was like, what's wrong with you? Why are you right. getting so skinny? And I would, I was working at Walgreens pharmacy at the time as a tech And, um, I would go to my car. This is so unhealthy. Like thinking about it now is crazy to me. And it just makes me sad because I know a lot of girls do this. Like have done this. Yeah. I'm sure I've done it. Yeah. Yeah, It's so sad. And like, I would work my shift was, oh, and by the way, back in those days, like I thought being a vegetarian was also something that was healthy. (laughs) And so, but I never, I never gave up my fish. Yeah. Yeah. I never gave up my fish. Thank God. Because I, I found out recently with my DNA testing that I actually can't use vegan DHA. Like I can like, I can't convert that in my body. So I have to have like real omega threes from fish. Um, so I never gave up fish or eggs. I just couldn't like, I'm like, dude, I'm starving. I'm going to starve. What do you even eat? Like, I don't even know what to eat, you know? So I never gave that up, but, um, I would basically go to school in the morning at the university Uh, I think I would have like oatmeal for breakfast. That was always like my favorite meal. That was like the only thing that was like, you know, solid, like satiating to me at the time. I would have oatmeal for breakfast. And then when I would, right before I would leave for my shift at Walgreens, which was either like 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. Because that was just the shift that I would work. I would have one veggie burger. I mean, it's literally like 80 calories. Okay. Oh, yeah. One, (laughs) One veggie burger. Okay. And then I would go to work. And during my quote unquote lunch break or my, you know, my, where I'm supposed to be eating my dinner, I would go to my car and I would do Sudoku. Do you know what Sudoku is? Mm, Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would do to just keep my mind off of it. And like literally starve myself. Like that's what I did. I was just like, cause I would just, it's like a weird thing that you start getting addicted to losing weight. Like you're just like Mm -hmm. addicted to it. You're like, Oh, let me keep going. I'm going to keep going. And And yeah, that's what I would do most days. And then of course, like whenever I would have, and then I would randomly have these like 
days that I was like, oh, I'm so hungry today. And I would like get a bag of trail mix and eat the entire thing, you know, like the whole thing. Um, and then go back the next day and do the same thing with starving myself and all that. So I got really, really skinny at one point. Um, and it was super unhealthy. And then after, after that, I kind of just didn't really, I got into, um, the party scene. I had broken up with the boyfriend that I had at the time and that's it. I was like 21. It's Miami. I'm like, Oh, party time. (laughs) And that went downhill quick. So I got involved with like, it's just Miami too. Like Miami doesn't make it, it makes it very easy there, you know? So, um, I was doing a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs. And so I stayed skinny, but kind of because I was doing drugs. So it was like one of those things that I would like not eat for a few days and then because I'm doing all these drugs and then I would go to like Burger King, but I, it's like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I would stay skinny, which at the time really was all I cared about. I didn't really care. Obviously I don't care about my health. I'm out there drinking and, you know, doing all these things. So for me, it was just like, I have to just be, you know, I was, I was still maintaining a decent, you know, I wasn't working out anymore either. So it was like a skinny fat type thing. So I was just like skinny fat, um, uh, and just, you know, not really caring, eating fast food, but able to maintain, you know, somewhat of an, a decent weight just because I'm, you know, for most of the week, I'm just out there partying and not really eating. So that's how that went. And then, um, and that's kind of what, that was during that time where I actually met Danny, which bless his heart. Like, that's why I'm like, if he, if he's still with me and like, he still <laughs> likes me, he, cause I'm like, he knows I'm like, yeah. that guy has seen me at my worst, absolute worst. So it's nice. Cause it's like we were always such, we were actually really good friends for a really long time before we got together. Those are the best relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, um, I got, that took me downhill. I mean, pretty quick. I was in a treatment center for drugs and alcohol by the time I was like 23, 24. Yeah. 23, 23. So I mean, and honestly, in a way I'm like, thank goodness for the drugs because I feel like it took me down much faster than just drinking and like, that I feel like I could have kept doing that for a much longer time. So I'm kind of thankful for the hard drugs because it took me down real quick. And yeah. like, it was like, boom, two years like, done. Yeah. yeah. It's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, I got, I got clean, I got sober and, and then like pretty soon after that, me and Danny started hanging out again and we got together and then we said we were going to quote unquote, take it slow. And then I had, got pregnant, you know, like, no. of course, that's how, okay. we take it, that's how we take it slow. Um, and so when I was pregnant with Desmond, that was when I was pregnant with Desmond. And I was, you know, this is, this is all happening. Like all these, everything that I've said happened really quickly, like within like a five year span. So I was 24 when I got pregnant with Desmond. And um, that's when Danny, you know, and Danny is, wasn't like as crazy as I was. I mean, he dabbled in his stuff, but he wasn't like as, you know, he, he would still care about his health really. Right. So he had started to read about the paleo diet. And that was when we first really started getting into nutrition and like, wow, these are lies. I can't believe it. No wonder it's been so difficult. These have been the lies that we've been fed. I can't believe it. And we started really learning about fat for, for brain health and just eating whole real foods, going back to our ancestral nutrition ways. And we really loved paleo. And so that's what we did. Desmond was paleo baby for the first two years. Um, and we were doing CrossFit at the time. So it kind of went hand in hand. And then we had like a little, I blame it all on Danny when he started powerlifting, you know, the culture changes, mm-hmm. the culture oh, yeah. changed. 
Um, cause with CrossFit it's paleo, like people are, most people are following a paleo type diet or even some of them do keto. Um, but then when we got into the powerlifting thing, you know, we've got these big guys eating like lucky charms in the middle mm-hmm. of their powerlifting needs. Spiking so culture, that glucose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The culture changed. I wasn't going to make all these different types of meals. That's when if, if it's your macro started to really gain, start gaining popularity, which is, it's such a lie. Like it's such a facade. You're seeing these girls eating donuts I could never, first of all, eat donuts in moderation. And uh, if you do me. eat a donut, and I'm like, first of all, that never fit my macros. Like, if I eat a donut, I'm eating egg whites the rest of the whole, the rest of the day. Right. It's like it takes up all of your carbs and exactly. all of your fat, everything. So you, yeah, 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 yeah. So we did that, and that's I lost the weight, like the baby weight from Dean. I was when I was pregnant with Dean, though, I didn't mess around. I'm like, I'm not doing, I'm not doing none of that. I'm doing. I did like paleo Weston A. Price. I was making sure to get my grass-fed meats, my fish. You know, I was really healthy. And then when I had Dean, that's when it was kind of like getting to that if it fits your macro stage. And that's and I did. I lost the baby weight like that, but it was really hard. It was much harder for sure. And my skin didn't look as good. Um, and then I got postpartum depression super bad with Dean. And of course, you know, they put you on Zoloft, which doesn't really make you happy. It just kind of makes you not care about anything it makes you like a zombie it makes you like a sociopath it makes you like kind of like a sociopath like it feels that way like it makes you feel like yeah you're a total zombie you're not happy you're not sad you you kind of just don't care you're in limbo (laughs) yeah you're just like it doesn't matter so and yeah it just got to a point and and you know that comes with a lot of side effects that are not fun either so um it got to a point where Danny was already starting to throw the word keto around and, and, um, and I knew from my paleo days. So it's not like I had to like learn, learn everything. I already, I already knew, you know, and I knew it felt yeah. wrong. I was just waiting for him to say the word. And I was like, I'm in, like, I know it because I, I remember when we were paleo and when we were eating high fat, I felt so much better just in general, my mood stability, like everything felt better. And so, yeah. And, and then I wanted to get off the antidepressants and I knew that that was the only way that I was going to be able to do that was to change my diet and crack down. And yeah, we, you know, we started and we've never looked back. Wow. Ever. I just learned like a whole, a, an entire truth bomb about you mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. I mean, like I've heard bits and pieces. I knew you were a dancer and all that stuff, but I just, I didn't know that the progression yeah. Um, was so crazy. That is that is in- insane. It's so, so crazy. That's yeah, I actually, awesome though. I don't know if you're. I don't know if you follow me on Facebook, but I just yesterday is today the twenty eighth. Yeah, it was yesterday. Was actually my ten year anniversary I saw, of being sober. Yeah. Oh, I saw you post <laughs> ten years, but I was like, I wonder what she means by that. That's amazing. Like, yeah. Congratulations. Props to you. Like. That's that's so hard. Any addiction that someone overcomes, whether it be drugs, alcohol, food, like it's it is such yeah, a a very yeah, it's hard, but it's so rewarding when you hit hit those milestones. So that's awesome. I'm I'm so excited for you. So um Thanks, so you guys did and I know kind of like I know Danny does his paleo versus keto experiment like that's what he's doing right now but like um your version of how you've kind of done your diet has shifted a little bit right like you you did paleo and then you did like a little bit of keto and then you were like full on carnivore at one point right 
Yeah, yeah. I did go full on carnivore around which you loved. And I still love. Yeah. And I still love it. And I'm so I feel like everyone needs to do it at least once just to kind of reset and just see where they're at. Mm -hmm. And and um and just make make protein a priority. Because I think that within keto there is, I, you know, and, and when I first started keto too, I, I, I was doing like a really low protein and like mm-hmm. I work, I work out really hard, you know, so I wasn't really seeing my, uh, the gains. I wasn't feeling as good. Um, I have a lot of hair, so I don't even know if it falls out because I, and I, <laughs> I know a lot of girls, comp- um, I, I get a lot of messages about that, like hair loss. And I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. how much protein are you eating? And they're like 40. I'm like, no. Oh, my gosh. You can't yeah. do that, you no. know, especially if you're like training so hard in the gym. So, so yeah, you know, and that's the thing. We're always learning. We're always, you know, yes. we're always progressing. But, yeah, I got to a point where I was doing a cut with Keto Savage. Um, and, of course, like the calories start getting low. So you're trying to like get that bulk, like just mm-hmm. more volume. And I was doing all these huge salads and I found myself getting up in the middle of the night and puking like my guts out. And it took me a while to realize like, maybe it's the salad. I don't know. Every time I eat these salads, I'm like getting up in the middle of the night to barf and it's not pleasant at all. I don't right. want to wake up in the middle of the night. I'm just exhausted. And Danny was already, cause you know, Danny's always doing his experiments. Mm-hmm. And That's what I, lo- I love about thing. him. Yes, yeah, I yeah. love about him. He's always doing something. It's so cool, though. He's always doing something. I'm like, thanks. We have the data because of you because I'm not going to do it. I can't. Yep. I can't. <laughs> um, and so he was already like um, t- telling me about this, like Amber O'Hearn, and you got to hear this girl, Amber O'Hearn, yes. and, the, and this doctor, Dr. Georgia Ede. And so we were about to leave on a trip to Puerto Rico. And that night before we left, I threw up again. And I was like, that's it. I can't take this anymore. And so he's like, all right, you got to listen to this on the plane. I'm like, perfect. We have a a flight. I'm going to listen to these podcasts. And I mean, that's it. My mind was completely blown. Everything that she said made so much sense. And I'm like, what do I have to lose? I'm going to just try it. Like for the next three days while we're in Puerto Rico, I'm not going to eat vegetables. Like I'm just going to eat meat and that's it. Like fish, meat, whatever we eat. And that's it. And I mean, I, well, the the, I didn't throw up again. And then within the first few days, I dropped like a few pounds. I just like had, I had no bloating. Like my stomach was just like, you know, when you just feel like so good, you're like, man, my, yes. ab, my abs are just so flat right now. I <laughs> you wake up in so the morning and you're like, bloating. oh yeah, that's awesome. Ugh. And so, and, but I, but not just that, I just, I felt really good. And yeah. so I went with it for a really long time and, um, and I loved it. And I still, that's still the base of my diet. Like, I love yeah. it when I get those comments, like, just because, like, I have an avocado on my plate. People are like, I thought you were a carnivore. I'm like, right. I mean, I, I am. My, my diet is main, like, literally 99.5% carnivore. Because mm-hmm. if you were to see what I eat on a day-to-day basis, it's pretty much the same things, you know? Like, eggs, and then, like, chicken, and then fish, and then meat. But, like, sometimes I'll have an avocado. And then if Danny makes cabbage, I might have some, you know? Like, right. So... So, yeah, but then I still found myself having some symptoms, uh, even within carnivore. And um, I was just so interested in getting one of these MRT panels done. I was like, I need to get this done. I just, I want to know. I want to know because, you know, I have some lingering things going on and I just want to feel my best. I want to see how it feels to just not have any foods that trigger you, you know? Right. So and, and it feel, I feel like if you have like a definite answer of 
like something that tells you like stay away from this Mm -hmm. like it it makes it so much easier like if something tells you stay away from onions like they're inflammatory to you then it makes them easier even if you love them it's like uh, no my body really does not react to them it makes it a lot easier just to be like "Mm, I can be done with that food exactly and that's the thing is like you can do it on your own but it takes a lot of time to figure out which there's so many foods that it take it would take yes. years because it, t- it can take up to 72 hours up to a week sometimes for these symptoms to manifest so you would have to be like testing one food every three weeks like it's just like it would take so long so yeah. I went with it my friend Laura she's the RD and she helped me out and she got me the test and it's so funny because I had such a migraine the whole week leading up to getting my results. And it's only a few days, actually. It wasn't a whole week. It was, like, over the weekend and then, like, Monday, Tuesday, maybe. And I had this horrible, like, do you know, like, just one of those dull headaches that they don't go away. You're just, like, yeah. I've had a headache for days, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm there eating, like, all this deli turkey. And as I'm eating the turkey... I get a text. I got your results. And she sends them to me and it says Turkey. And I'm oh like, my God. <gasps> I'm like, this is why I've had a headache all freaking weekend. So it was just such a, like in that moment, it was just such a click. So, and that's why I always tell people who are still having any symptoms and it could be anything. Like people chalk up these symptoms to be normal and they're not like, I'm like, you ate mm-hmm. something, dude. Like you wake up and you're just like that tired feeling. No. no, I'm like, no, no, you ate something like something you ate is making you feel tired like that or yeah. just like a headache or like joint pain. And it's funny because now that I've known my foods and I've tested them out, they each give me like, they each give me different symptoms, which is crazy. It's that so crazy. crazy. Yeah. So the turkey gives me a headache, and then um, I'm at, I'm like to, I'm a, I'm a, basically I'm allergic to Thanksgiving, which is hilarious because I'm allergic <laughs> I'm allergic to turkey, pumpkin, maple, carrots, and what else? I think for Thanksgiving that's kind of it. And then I have like a few others. I'm like my reds were like wheat, which is like duh wheat. Well, I feel like yeah. everybody. I feel like everybody's everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. pear, pear, which is so weird. Red, red. So like I can't what? have pear. Yeah, super that's weird. Crazy. And that's why it's so important because even some of these health foods, so I did test sensitive to onions too. That's actually, if I could trade one in, it would be onion. Oh yeah, I love them. I love them, but not, I can live without them. But the reason that I would trade it in is because it's the hardest to avoid. You basically can't eat out because any seasonings, seasonings always have onion powder. Always. So that's the one that's the hardest to avoid. I can do with without, you know, the other stuff because it's so true. Like now that I know, and so that made a huge difference to me because now that I knew for sure, I was like, okay, let me experiment with, now I can, you know, enjoy some of the other veggies that I like when I want, you know what I mean? Instead of having right. to worry that all vegetables are going to cause me some type of reaction, you know, I can yeah. have my cabbage, um, Cause I know I'm not sensitive to it. And I'm telling you, man, I did really, I did really, really good avoiding all my, uh, tested foods for like a good month to two months. And I was like in the car one day getting home and I just had a moment where I sat there and I was just like, what do I, what do I feel right now? I don't feel like, I feel like I'm going to fly away. Like I feel so amazing right now. 
Like there's nothing, you know, like cause sometimes yeah. usually there's always something like you're like, oh, my mood, I'm kind of cranky or mm-hmm. I don't have energy or today my, my neck hurts. You know, like it was just a moment that I was like, wow, I haven't felt this good in so long. I just feel I felt like I felt like I didn't have any inflammation in my body. I was like, wow, I feel amazing right now. That is so, so awesome. But yeah, it's been hard over the holidays. You know, some, some things make their way in sometimes. Sometimes I'll take a bite oh, out of yeah. something that, like, I know it has. Oh, another thing. I'm, I'm, I'm sensitive to vanilla. And, like, you don't realize. <gasps> That's terrible. Yeah. The reason it's terrible, I could do without it in recipes. I just substitute with almond extract. And I really like the way it tastes. But oh, yeah. go, go if you go and try to find a chocolate without vanilla, it's, oh, it's yeah. really, really, really no. hard. You really literally hard. have to make your own. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I found a few a few brands like that I know now that I that don't have vanilla. Those are my go to brands. But yeah, it's just hard because like when you're buying something, you're like, nope, it has this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's been great knowing. That is it. awesome. Yeah, and so like, I feel like when when you have people who like when you are aware and you know all of these things about your body and you avoid stuff. Do you ever get people who like ask you questions like, why are you so like overbearing about what you put in your body? Why are you so concerned? Like, do you get people who look at you who are like, you're over the top about everything? Like, cause I feel like even the things that I do, like where I'm not like wanting to eat certain things, like, and it's not just carbs, but like, you know, certain things that, you know, if, if we are at a family gathering or whatever, and I see like a bag of pork runs that has, that's not just pork runs and salt, it's got like maltodextrin or something crazy in it. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't want those, but I bought those just for you. Yeah. But it's got something in it. I don't want like, they look at you crazy, but I'm like, it's not your body that it's affecting. It's mine. Right. Oh, yeah. I get that all the time. A lot of times it could be family. Thanksgiving was like, oh, I'm (laughs) sure Thanksgiving was like a mission, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to inconvenience people and I'm not trying to. But no matter what, I think what happens is that it makes them feel a certain type of way. You know what I mean? Like about about them, about about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like we can go there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. I'll go there because and that's the truth. Like, you know, me being this strict, you know, it's like, it's, it's like the way that they take it is like, my food's not good enough. And I'm like, no, it's not actually. It's just, it's not, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like my mom will get so annoyed sometimes. Cause I'm like, she'll have like something like, Oh, I got you guys chicken wings. I'm like, that was fried in literal cottonseed oil. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. Honestly, right. I've never, yeah. I don't think, and you know, and, she, and like, it's true. They get, they get offended, you know, but we have to have standards. And, and here's the thing, like, I'm not the, like, I feel great and I like feeling good. I'm not okay with feeling kind of okay all the time, right. you know? And I think people just walk around feeling kind of crappy all the time. A lot of them think it's normal, which is the sad part. Like, and that's like one of my pet peeves when people blame their age or or whatever, like I'm getting older. I'm like, uh-uh, no, it doesn't have to be that way. I know a lot of old people older than you that are doing really good, you know, because yeah. they take care of themselves. Exactly. And you just have to have standards. That's why me and Danny talk about like our non-negotiables a lot because you have to have rules for yourself. Yeah. If not, it's like a free-for-all. And then when you've felt what it feels like to feel amazing, you don't want to feel like crap. And that's exactly. the bottom line for me. I'm like, look, I just don't want to feel like crap for the next three days. I don't have time for that. I know if I eat that, I'm going to either have a headache 
my mood's going to take a hit. And then like everyone in my house has to suffer because I ate that. Like, no, I'm not yeah. going to do it. I just, and it gets easier. The more you say no and, and, and having those rules, like, no, I just, I'm not eating those oils. It just, I don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Sorry. Yeah, I know <laughs> people, people, that's one thing that I tell people all the time when, it, when they like, they come from a really carb heavy, like crappy, like standard American diet. And then they start mm-hmm. trying keto after a couple weeks, they're like, you know, they're doing so good. And then all of a sudden they like slip up and they, they cheat or they have like something that's not keto, which I mean, that term, I like to use that loosely because right. keto, ketos, ketosis is a state like, come on. It is. But, mm-hmm. um, but like, you know, they have a donut or something and then they feel like crap and they're like, oh my God, I did not realize how amazing I felt, Right. you know, being keto and then going back like how did I feel like that for so long how did I allow myself to feel like that for so long so I mean it I think it's to a degree I think it's a progression that people have to get to so obviously they choose to switch from the standard American diet to keto and then they start working on the quality of their keto diet because that is one thing that like that I really, really try to push for, you know, you have the people who want to just do the easiest keto diet they can and get by with however much they're still doing all the sugar free this and, you know, um, like artificially sweetened that. And, you know, you have those people and you're like, there is absolutely no way that you're feeling optimal in that diet, even though you're keto. But then, you know, you have the progression of where you eliminate those things. You start focusing on whole foods and better ingredients and grass-fed meats and all that stuff. And I think that that's the important thing is to always encourage people to be better. Like, you know better, you do better. Absolutely. And I also think that it's totally a process. And that's what I also try to explain to people. I, you know, we've been keto for what, like at least three years and it didn't start this way. I wasn't always this strict. It was a process. And I do think there's a place for those things, you know, like, and that's where like the whole debate with the sweeteners, like, look, the sweeteners, they got us through the beginning. And for someone who is just starting, I'd rather you eat that than the donuts. Exactly. But just know that that's not forever. And it's, you know, you always have to be trying to do, you always have to try to do better. You know, I used to kill it with the regular mayo, because that was like one thing that was really hard for me to change because I mean, the just the taste wise, like I love mm-hmm. my hell. I love Hellman's. I just oh, do. really? Just, I'm a Dukes girl. <laughs> oh, Dukes is, Dukes is good too. I like Dukes. Dukes yeah. is, Dukes is legit. It's and crazy, so that was a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it got to a point that I'm like, well, I mean, how important is it? You know? And like little by little, I adjusted my palate and I actually really enjoy avocado mayo now. And now Primal Kitchen has like a garlic aioli that's bomb. Yeah. And so there's alternatives. Yeah. There's alternatives, but yeah, we always have to be optimizing, you know, like, and don't, it, it depends on the type of person you are too. Like, I think your personality has a lot to do with it. Some people want to go hard. Like, they just want to cut everything out. All or out nothing. Yeah. And go all or nothing. And some people have to do things slowly. I think I'm that type of person. Well, it depends. It depends on what it is. But, um, yeah, like, even, so, I'm at a point now where, like, if you would have asked me a year ago, I would have been like, uh-uh, I'm never going to give up dairy. Nope. I don't have a problem with dairy. I'm just never going to give it up. I don't care. I'm not, it's yeah. not going to happen. You know? 
But yeah. lately, I'm just like, you know, because you just start feeling better and you, you, you start realizing that it's not that serious and you can absolutely live without certain things. And like, I'm just having less dairy lately. Well, it was also brought to my attention by my, my, my friend who's the RD who ran my test. And I never thought of this because I was still having dairy. And she said to me one day, she's like, hey, just to let you know, with the dairy, be careful because you're sensitive to wheat. And so if you're having grain-fed dairy and it's not 100% grass-fed, you're going to be getting wheat. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So you're going to yeah. get a reaction. And I forgot about that. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, and because the, yeah, the, and I switched. the cows were eating wheat yeah. and so, stuff, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it doesn't matter as much with the meat, but, you know, with breast milk, it, it's going to come out. And so, um, so, yeah, I switched that. So now I'll only have cheese or meat or dairy if it's 100% pasture-raised. And even then, I try, like, I'm not having it as much as I – like, I could be, – before I would eat like an entire block of cheese. Oh you know? yeah, I love all. But the now, cheese. and I love it. And if it's like Bunker Hill, you know, every now and then I'll do it. I'll do it. But, but now I'm not like adding extra. You know, like the other day I had like right. ground beef, and I would usually add some shredded cheese. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just add like some sauerkraut instead, and avocado. I'm I'm just trying to like minimize my dairy now. So just you know, experimenting and just trying to. And that's what I tell people when they're stalling too. I'm like, what can you cut? You gotta cut something mm-hmm. out. Yeah. What can you Change. cut now? What mm-hmm. can you change up? What can you make different? Because then that's going to show a difference in your body. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree. But keeping it, but keeping it real too, and like, that's why, like, man, at the beginning of my keto, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it, man. We were pounding the diet Dr. Peppers like it was going oh, on yeah. style. Oh yeah. I had yeah. to stop buying. I had to stop buying the Costco pack because I was like, man, I haven't drank water in a week. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's okay, but just realize that you, that's not, you know, at some point it's got to go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good to get you through the transition. Um, yeah. But, and that's the one thing that I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, look, in the beginning, we'll keep it simple and you'll, you know, you can have your little crutches if you need them, but eventually like you have to evolve and you have to want to do better so you can feel better. Exactly. Um, so kind of leading into that topic, I wanted to talk about the whole plastics thing with you, how you guys have kind of dove in. You're really good friends with Dr. Anthony J. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys pretty much like have educated yourself a lot on the estrogenetics thing. So, you know, the whole topic of know better, do better. Um, what exactly was it that you learned about the plastics that made you want to kind of just completely do away with them? Awesome. That's a great question. So, well, first of all, I was, have been wanting to get rid of plastics because I've always been about that, like hippie, Mm -hmm. crunchy life. I've always been making, even back in my paleo days, I was like making my own deodorant and I wanted to get rid of the plastics then, but Danny thought I was crazy back then. So it's funny because he's the one that was like kind of like got us back into it this mm-hmm. this time around. And I'm like, I told you. I'm like, all right, you're ready to go crunch. I'm like, you know, I'm all in. I'm all in for anything <laughs> crunchy. Um, I could see that conversation happening between oh, you yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he read Dr. J's book, Estro Generation, and and then I listened to it on Audible. And I was just like, it's one of those things that like when people tag me and they're like, Yay, I'm starting this book. I'm like, don't yay. No yay. <laughs> I'm Your like, life is, is about to be ruined. I'm like, this is the worst news ever. Do you know what I mean? Like, because it's one of those things that you can only try to minimize it. But no matter what you do, you're still going to get it. Like, no matter what you do. 
it doesn't even matter. So, I mean, there's a lot of information in that book and I highly suggest listening to it on audible. Also, he narrates it, which is great because I always like when the author themselves narrate it. Yeah, I agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, so much that we've learned. I mean, just all of our self-care products, all of our, like the plastics, everything is plastic, you know, and just our environment. We're just exposed to so much more, so many more toxins than we were before. Um, And it's getting to the point that like, you can't really even do anything about it. Like just doing your laundry or clothes are plastic. You know what I mean? Everything is plastic. So we're literally leaching all these plastics, um, nanoplastics, microplastics, like all these into our oceans. They're, I mean, they're finding phthalates in polar bears. Like that's really bad. So, yeah. So that's how far it's getting. And we just, the, the problem with these, these compounds is that they act like estrogen in your body. So they're very hormone disruptive. And, I mean, just some of the things, there's so much that I can, I mean, it's so much that I couldn't even possibly say it all here, but um, just for reference, I mean, just, I, and, and don't quote me, but it's something along these lines, because again, it's just so much information, I couldn't possibly memorize it all. But from like, just like in one generation, like, let's say like your dad, you know, or like maybe like, yeah, Danny's dad, like the, from the fifties, mm-hmm. um, the men from that gen- from that generation to now our our men have 50% less testosterone that is huge like that's wow. a huge difference yeah. and just think about it with just your friends or my friends how many friends do you know that have trouble getting pregnant oh. i mean that was I that mean, was not it, a thing yeah it's it's like it's it's rampant now. It I is mean, crazy. every everyone yes. you, you I mean not everyone, but like literally like you know, a good 70 to 80% of my friends like that I see or like, you know, it took us a while to get pregnant or we're having to go through IVF or mm-hmm. I've got I've got PCOS. Like where did PCOS come from? Where did, you know, like why do we have all these issues? It it really makes you think. Yeah, it does. It makes you think and so that was kind of staggering to me. There's also like another study that he mentions where a certain amount of like phthalates, basically feminized male frogs, it it literally changed the sex of the frog. And then we're being exposed to much larger quantities of that on a daily basis. Also like just what's allowed, like what the, what they approve is way more than what we should be doing. It's just so much stuff. Like, yeah so and it's like one of those things that it's like you can only try like here's you know I like but you know what I like about his book though it's not all bad news I mean it is all bad news but at least he gives you a plan so he has like at the end which is like you know a bronze plan a silver oh, yeah. or a gold I, I've heard about yeah, that yeah. yeah yeah you know like let's see like how deep how, how how crunchy you're gonna go here you know so I think starting with our self-care products is huge um, because that's the type of stuff that we're using every single day. So like and your that deodorant. you're putting on mm-hmm. your body too. Yeah. Yeah. You're, and I know, you know, but I'm big with like, I, I, I use beauty counter and mm-hmm. I'm a consultant for them because I truly believe in their products. They, the, the FDA does not regulate beauty products. We only ban, I think in this country, like 30 ingredients where the UN bans like 1500 or something. 
Um, and yeah, these are things that you're putting on your skin every single day and it gets absorbed. It's in your bloodstream within like 26 seconds. Right. So I think the things that you're, you're using every day, that's where we should start. So your right. deodorant, and now there's so many products coming out that it's really not, you, there's no excuse, you know, like, um, get, I use Schmidt's deodorant, you know, anything that says fragrance you want to avoid. That's just a way to like, it's like kind of like natural flavors and foods. It's just how mm-hmm. they hide, they can hide stuff in there. Um, and then your food storage, you know, plastic, um, get glass containers, get a stainless steel water bottle to carry around. Also, it's better for the environment. I mean, I'm yeah. terrified for my grandchildren. Like, are they going to even be able to go like scuba diving? I don't even know. I'm not right. sure. Yeah. It's not, I know. it's not guaranteed. You know, there's a, there's a, the big Pacific trash dump. That's like, I don't even know. It's like the size of Texas or something. I don't know. It's like ridiculous. And we're just dumping all these plastics into the ocean. And look, yes, plastic has been very beneficial, like in the medical community, like it, it has its place, but we have to just be individually within our households, just a little bit more responsible and, you know, use the, the stainless steel water bottles. I take that thing wherever I go. I don't even get, um, like we'll fill it up. Uh, I don't, I haven't used a pla- I haven't drank water out of like a plastic water bottle in a while. Cause I take my water every single place I go. I take my, yeah. my, my thing. Um, I got the kids like these cute little stainless steel straws. Straws are a huge one. And I'm so yeah. happy that Starbucks is actually getting rid of their straws because that's just something that's like killing off wildlife. And, mm-hmm. and you know, the single use, it's like all the single use. It it's, is, yeah, we're a world of convenience for everything. I feel like, yeah, um, it is. We got we got some of the stainless steel straws. We've been get, using like the stainless steel tumblers, mm-hmm. like all that stuff. I'm and Tyler. I keep telling him, I'm like, I want to get rid of the Tupperware. Like I want, and he keeps looking at me, and I'm like, Can I go ahead and order it? Can just I please? It. Can I do? And one day, like I, he's he's gone out of town right now. I should have just like ordered it and had it here whenever he came home. yeah yeah and recycle it you know I recycled all my Tupperware and then yeah you know Costco has a good like a uh, glass glass Tupperware set you know and little by little you go yeah. replacing your stuff you know you do one thing at a time it's because right. it's, re- it's a lot at first and yeah. then you look at your kid's toy box and you're like everything is plastic like oh everything my gosh you know oh. and honestly that's my new method like my tactic because my kids you know well Desmond because he's older he's more conscious and I tell them, I'm like, look, guys, it's not, not only is it too much stuff and, uh, you know, we should p- try to be more minimalistic in that sense. Like we don't need so much stuff, but it's also plastic. So it's also right. pollution. Like where right. do all these toys go? I don't even, you know what I mean? So just, just trying to be conscious of it. You know what I mean? I think if we're yeah. just conscious of it, then we automatically just try to do better, you know? Yeah. So if it's just your Tupperware's and your, and your water bottle, you know, we also got a Berkey filter because... There's a whole other thing with the fluoride, you know, mm-hmm. anyone who wants to learn more about this, I highly recommend just getting, um, Dr. J's book, Estra Generation. And if not, he's got a YouTube channel. I'm pretty sure it's called Chagrin and Tonic, but if you just Google, if you just type his name into YouTube, you'll find it, Anthony J. And he's got like all these awesome short informational videos about like fluoride, about, um, different, cause there's also some plants obviously that are very 
estrogenic right. like soy and flax and all that. But he's got like all these very informative videos if you want to just start learning about these things. And he's got a lot of studies. And this is what he does. He's an epigeneticist at the Mayo Clinic. And he's yep. super smart. And he, yeah, he actually agreed. Yeah, he actually agreed to um to be on my podcast super soon. It's just a nice. matter of scheduling. So right. I'm excited that I'll be able to dive in a little bit more with him about that. And I know everybody listening is probably like going to go and Google all this stuff, which I hope they do because, yes. I mean, that's, you know, education. You know better, you do better. Like exactly. that's the whole point of life. Um, exactly. So – Let's chat kids and mm-hmm. diet and all that jazz. So I will go ahead and say, like, you know, as a mom of a three-year-old, like, you know, Connor was typical toddler diet up until probably about three or four months ago. Like, we got really, really strict about what he was eating. And, mm-hmm. you know, he still has some of the fun, like, keto foods. But right. you were – you are such an inspiration with the way that you raise your family and you guys, I just, I just look up to you a lot as far as that goes. Um, but like, how do you explain to people that your like your kids diets when they come to you and they're like, um, like what do your kids eat? Like, you know, your is, is keto or what they're doing healthy? Like, you know, how do you approach that? Well, thank you so much for that, girl. I really appreciate that. And this is why we do it, because we want to inspire other families. And and as parents of, especially like little ones, especially if they're already kind of eating a standard American diet, it can be scary. It can be overwhelming to think of like cutting that off, like for a kid, you know? Yeah. But now that you've done it, I mean, you see that it's not really that hard. No. Because kids are actually way more adaptable than we are. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but they're also the ones that are, like, basically set up for failure. So, right. um, but, yeah, it, I get a lot of questions and looks and stuff, but I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm yeah. here, like, I'm here, and I'm, like, I, I, me and Danny are, like, the type of people that we're, like, everywhere we go, we want to, like, info, not, not, not purposely, but just by example, that's just what ha- ends up happening. Do you know what I yeah. mean? It just happens. Like, for perfect example, and I'll, I'll kind of, like, talk about how to transition in a sec but Desmond started Cub Scouts and um he's only been there for like a month and he went on Monday night and you know we we don't talk about it you know like I mean unless we're asked we don't we've we've learned that people don't want advice that they didn't ask for so we we know that so we just model the behavior they're gonna listen to us you know we look like a fit family everyone looks super healthy but anyways Desmond was um being asked like oh what would you bring to a camping trip like what kind of food would you bring and of course this kid you know he he what does he say he says keto brick he says I would bring f bomb (laughs) and so of course that makes people be like what like so they start asking not goldfish not right uh, you know like Mm -hmm. not the little uh mini muffin packs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so the so his pack leader was was like hmm like asking him and Danny about it and she's super interested in it and I'm excited about that because this is a space where there is a lot of people there that are overweight that they're unhealthy Mm -hmm. and 
it's perfect. Like something like a keto break. Like I was joking with Danny. I'm like, we got to get keto break, like official sponsor of Cub Scouts of America. Like, oh my up. gosh, how awesome It is would such that a be? perfect, but it's such a perfect and it's like nut free. So it's awesome for the, like bringing yeah. around kids because a lot of kids have allergies now, which is a new thing, by the way. Right. People didn't have allergies before. Yeah. Um, we're getting just weaker. It, just yeah. throwing that out there. <laughs> I just, yeah. I want people to realize that we are becoming weaker as a species. Like, unfortunately, we just are. When I was going to school, I could take peanut butter and jellies. Nobody had allergies. This is something that was caused, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we're literally weakening our DNA over time. That's what we're doing. And that's why what Dr. J is doing is super important. He's super into this, like, all this genetic stuff. But, but yeah, like, a keto break, that's, like, a perfect camping thing for cub scouts like it's awesome oh, yeah. so we're gonna take them we're gonna melt the some down and make some little ones because we're gonna take them to our meeting to have them try it out you know and like that's, that's a way that you can like show people something else that's healthier because a lot of people they really just don't know they don't they're not informed you know yeah yeah so but we're we're pretty strict with them I mean there's certain times where we I don't want them to feel I don't want them to like grow up and totally rebel. You know what I mean? So it's right. a, it is a hard balance with them. So for example, like De- Dean got a haircut the other day and he got, you know, he got a, a dumb, dumb lollipop. Like, okay, that's I was, fine. I was going to say he looked like little Rico Suave. I yeah. loved his haircut. It was so cute. Oh my gosh. He's so cute. Yeah. He's awesome. So yeah, you know, and, and Halloween, yes, they can go trick or treating and they get to eat all the candy they want. But you know what? For my kids, Halloween actually means something. It's special. It's a one-day thing. Like, yeah, these kids yeah. are getting candy every single day. It's yeah. insane, okay? So you homeschool, and you mm-hmm. go to homeschool group, and you see these kids and what they eat, and they're getting candy, right? Yes. So I've Desmond heard you talk about to, that. Yeah, I always say this story because it's just crazy to me. So um, I volunteer at... Uh, are you know that's part of the co-op so we do we they put on these awesome classes steam which is you know science technology engineering art and math and it runs from 10 to 1 right and you're supposed to pack a snack but 12 p.m is not snack time guys that's lunch time mm-hmm. so right in a meal bat, <laughs> right off the bat i would change the term and i would change the wording i would say pack your child a lunch not a snack so right, right off the bat like people don't realize what they're doing like it's a it's all it's like, um, you're, you're messing, like that messes with people's, like, that's, that's, you're, you're giving the wrong term. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. 12 PM is not snack time. It is no. lunch time. Okay. Yeah. So right off the bat, I would change that term to lunch. Um, and like Desmond pulls out, you know, his bacon and his chicken and then his jerky snack, all his meat snacks. And like, it's not free, which kind of sucks because it cuts out a lot of options for us, but you know, keto break, he'll take keto break. And I mean, these kids pull out literal candy, candy and a juice box. And then the worst part of it is they're being told to calm down afterwards, which oh, yeah. I know is impossible. So yeah, I don't. How- and so that's the hardest part with the parents is like making them realize that this actually matters. You know what I mean? Because I get a lot of, well, I ate that and I turned out fine. And I'm like, one, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Two, <laughs> no, you didn't. Two, you did not turn out fine. You're tired. Right. You have autoimmune diseases. You've got, the, you're not okay. So, so you're wrong and you're wrong because, you know, yes, I, I, I remember having like Doritos and stuff like that, but I ate home cooked meals every night, home cooked. These kids are not eating. They're eating Chick-fil-A every day, like exactly. every single day of their life. Okay. And so I just, 
want parents to realize like what's the what are the facts you know and we had um I'm gosh I'm so bad with names but I'm pretty sure her name is Sarah from Buddies in My Belly if I'm wrong I'm Mm -hmm. so sorry but um she brought some staggering statistics like I think she said like within the next five or ten years like 80 70 or 80 percent of children will have a chronic illness like a lifelong chronic illness and to me, it's just, that's not acceptable to me. No, it's just not. not at all. So for me, it's not just let them be a kid. I'm like, they can't be a kid. They're sick. You know what I mean? That is um, so sad. Because that's another thing I get. Let them be a kid. I'm like, yeah, but they can't be a kid yeah. if they're sick and they right. can't pay attention and they have yeah. eczema and they have allergies and they have asthma, like all types of stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Our kids are getting sicker. And that's not the scary part. The scary part is the, the, the mental problems that we're getting and it's food related guys. It's people don't realize that this is all food related. You know, we have call it and Dr. Georgia Ede, she works in university and she works with a women's university. And she talks a lot about this because she's getting in college. Like every day she gets, these students are coming in for crisis visits, like self injurious behavior, panic attacks, anxiety. This is, a huge problem you know what people, I mean and it's people don't look at diet first they don't look they don't. at like what you're eating the the first question they don't ask you is what's your diet like and that should be the first question that should be asked yeah I feel I, like mm-hmm. I know people that have had GI problems like uh, Crohn's or ulcerative colitis and they've gone to their GI doctor and their GI doctor didn't ask them what they ate and I'm super confused <laughs> by that so yeah and yeah there's a lot of obviously politics and stuff that goes along with this you know pharmaceutical companies mm-hmm. you know fund a lot of these medical schools we're not going to get into that because that's really big problem to solve like that's nobody's going to solve that so I think it has to be us a, like a ground up movement where people start to educate themselves right and start to say no more and like dr barry says he's like hey if your doctor he's just behind on his reading just just take them this study and show that show it to them Mm -hmm. to see what they think about it like hey doc you know and and there's a lot of people doing that or just even through your own experience you know danny's dad um his doctor has learned through danny's dad because danny's dad went keto and all his numbers got better and so of course they're like what this like happened? what did you do mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so I think people just need to educate themselves and they need to not accept things for what p- other you know for just because for what, yeah just because you think it's normal because it's not normal it's not normal for our kids to be obese it's not right. I can't even tell you the amount of children that are obese and they're only like seven years old I mean yeah, they should be running around playing. The in the energy they should have is natural, and it shouldn't be based off of the the apple juice and the you know muffin that they just got at at school for snack. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing that we do for Connor. So he goes to play school. I pack his lunch. It's a fully keto lunch. I pack his snack. It's you know and. Yeah. You know, I mean, I try to regulate that as much as possible because, the, you know, what they're giving them at school, that's not, yeah, it's it not is food. such crap. No, not at all. Well, that's um, what I, and that's what I say. I'm like, look, that's just, that's not food. Yeah. Like, it's just not, you know, like I, we were at a, a park the other day and my stepdad was here and he's like, always like, oh, come on. Like the ice cream truck came up oh, like trying, yeah. trying to ruin everybody's life. 
And mm-hmm. my stepdad's like, oh man, I can't get them, a, you know, like I can't get them an ice cream. And I said, you can, but that's not ice cream. You right. can get them ice cream, but that's not ice cream. No. That's the, that's the problem. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I'm not saying you can't get my kids ice cream because they eat ice cream all the time. But that over there is not, mm-hmm. that's not food. So, yeah. no, they're that's not allowed not- to eat things that are not food. Right. They don't eat yeah. that. Now, when you have someone ask you, like, how you handle birthday parties and stuff like that, because, see, I've been asked that, too. Um, what do you tell people? Like if, if they, are they, are you scared your kid's going to miss out on the experience or like, what do you tell them? Well, I tell them that first of all, it's up to them. Like my kids know that it's their body. They know Mm -hmm. what's good, what's bad. They know the consequences of what's happened and you, and it's good. And I let them learn. I let them make mistakes because that's the only way they learn. So for example, Desmond, there's this one birthday party that we went to specifically where within the first like 10 minutes, Desmond like went ham and he had cotton candy, pizza, and like some fruity drink or something. And this kid was doubled over like Mm -hmm. in so much pain, like I'll never do it again. And I'm like, look, it's just a learning experience. Just remember this feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. remember this feeling. And honestly, I'm happy yes, he is more sensitive to that food because he doesn't eat it all the time. And I'm glad I like that. I, but, I mean, like that's, that that's the way it should be though. Like mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't, people associate like, you know, if you're eating a, a ketogenic diet and then you eat something that's quote unquote normal, um, mm-hmm. in the standard American aspect, and then you feel bad from it, that maybe keto is what is like, you know, making, making you, or keto is the one that's making it bad. And I don't, it's yeah. so like people mm-hmm. try to twist it to fit whatever works to yeah. make themselves feel better and think that, you know, what they're doing aside from trying to, you know, eat whole foods and stuff like that is okay or acceptable. Oh, 100%. And to those people, I always say, like, I'd rather feel really bad when I eat that once in a while than feel kind of bad all the time. You right. know what I mean? Because exactly. that's the thing, they're feeling kind of bad all the time. But, but yeah, but like when it comes to a birthday party, like if I know we're going to a birthday party, these kids are getting like fed like a steak before they Beforehand. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or burgers. They're going to, first of all, we're, they're going to get fed before they go. So they're already full. But at the same time, you know, I'll offer alternatives. So we went to a birthday party and there was pizza. And I said, why don't you just take the cheese off, you know, and eat, eat, eat the cheese. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll try that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, but even if they don't, you know, I still let them do it because they have to learn for themselves. They have to learn for themselves. And for me, it's kind of like a drop in the bucket because they eat so well all the time that I feel like even if they do have one crappy thing, like a few times a year, nothing's like that's, that is once in a while. Cause you know, like that's another thing people say, oh, once in a while is not going to kill them. I'm like, you're right. But what you do is not once in a while. What you do is every day. Yeah. And what I do is once in a while, and you're absolutely yeah. right. And the thing is, is you can't call once in a while every single weekend, people. Exactly. Yeah, that's not once in a while. That's every weekend. No. Yeah. So we yeah. give them alternatives, and we let them. Like, if they're if they're at a birthday party and they want to eat a slice of cake, they're going to eat a slice of cake. You know right. what I mean? Like, that's, that's fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're not going to have them feel like total outcasts. So. Yeah. But again, they they know that when they go home, like, that's it. They're back to their healthy routine, and they... You know, they're not treating themselves with food all the time. Like, they'll know, and that's how they'll grow up, you know, the same way. They're, um, 
and they are nine and is Des- Desmond's nine, right? He just turned eight. Oh, eight. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking. I'm sorry. I ain't trying to. I ain't yeah, trying to rush that for you. Oh no. That's okay. <laughs> um, four and a half. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, Connor's three and a half. But like the, even the younger ones, like they know, they know how it feels when they get something that's like full of sugar or that's not normal and they you can tell and one huge difference that I've noticed with Connor is his behavior and his focus oh yeah totally different like oh yeah the the way that he focuses on a task at hand when he's doing something whether it be like making play-doh or you know like actually like counting things or he gets so OCD about stuff like his monster trucks. He loves lining up in a very, very straight line. Like it's got to be perfect. I mean, he didn't used to pay attention to those things so intensely, but now it's just, I love it. And it it really opened your eyes. And what makes my heart happy is when other people take notice too. So like my mom and my dad and my in-laws, they're like, wow, Connor, like you can tell a difference in his behavior. And it just makes me want to scream from the rooftops. Like, yes, like this is the reason why we're doing this. Like, you know, don't try to force him to eat all of your crap food. You know, when you can tell that he's, doing so much better that's so powerful too like just showing people you know what I mean and that's why I tell people I'm like look don't try to like because everybody gets really excited when they start something and they want to have tell their Mm -hmm. whole family I'm like don't say anything yeah when you when you lose all those all that weight and you're like yay everything's great woohoo people are gonna start asking you Mm -hmm. um and then yeah like that's that that's a that's one of the main things we noticed too like It's just even keel energy. Like there's no ups and downs and all these crazy mood swings all the time. Like the kids are just more even keel. And that just goes to show, um, which I mean, this is, and that's where it brings me. Like when you, when I have people that say my child was diagnosed with ADHD, I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, no, no, he wasn't. What Mm -hmm. does he eat? Yeah. He wasn't. I'm like, you want me to help? You want me to cure your kid right now? Mm-hmm. you know yeah no yes, I, know. I do think I don't want to like totally rule it out because I definitely do think that there are some people that have you know attention problems and I'm I'm actually one of them like I have a really hard time focusing on things I have to like have headphones and stuff like I get really distracted but I can't even imagine how many kids are out there being put I mean I used to work I used to work in the pharmacy for three years as a tech and it is crazy the amount of medications people take it's not okay and there's so many kids that take you know and look I've tried well you guys know at this point everyone here knows (laughs) listening to this that I've tried drugs so I've tried Adderall before guys and let me tell you that the first thought that I had when I first tried it was I can't believe they give this crap to kids that was the first thing I thought because I, I was imagine. awake. I was awake for like two days and I couldn't eat. So that was the first thing I thought. My first thought was, I can't believe that they give this to little children. This is like methamphetamine. What is what's what is this? So yeah, it's super sad to me. And it's so hard because I want to like fix everyone. And like me and mm-hmm. Danny are always joking, like, we're gonna start a boot camp here. Like, oh, your kid doesn't eat good. Okay, cool. Send them over here. 
in three days, they will go back eating perfectly. Uh-huh. Just Enjoying bring the real meat. Food. And really, honestly, like, it took – it probably took a good, like, two or three days before, like, Connor was okay with what what he was eating, what we were doing. Because, you know, he – he would say, no, I want this instead. I want goldfish instead, or I want this, or I want that. And we, mm-hmm. you know, it's all about the fact that people have to realize you are the parent. Like, you are the parent. You're not your kid's friend. Like, yeah, okay, I'm my my kid's friend to an extent, but I am his parent. So I'm going to tell him, you know, this is what you're going to eat. The, these mm-hmm. are your options. You're not going to tell me, no, I want this. So, you know, if you're really hungry, you'll eat what I'm going to give you. It's not that hard. Like, it's not no. that hard to be no. strict with your kid and and – you're doing it for the good reasons. Like, right. It's not like you're just trying to be some, you know, drill sergeant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you're, you're doing it to set them up for a better future because I mean, you know, had I not have, had and I'm not blaming my parents by any means but like because they they didn't know better yeah they didn't know but you know like had they have not gone through like raising me the way that they did I wouldn't have had to have probably gone through all the weight gain and all the eating issues and stuff that I had like I mean it it truly starts with generation to generation Um, and that's why I think it's so amazing what you guys are doing um, spreading the word, trying to better your children. Like I look at you guys as the super family. Like I love it. <laughs> oh, you're so awesome. I love and it. Let me say something, by the way. Two to three days is nothing for a lifelong of like good, healthy right. habits. Like two to three days, that's nothing. And here's the thing. Like, have you seen the, have you watched the magic pill on Netflix? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. So the magic pill, if anyone who's listening doesn't know what it is, it's basically a documentary that follows through, uh, a few children. Most of them are autistic. And these families, they have no choice. I mean, if your kid is, I mean, and the results are staggering. Like that one kid who was like eight or nine years old mm-hmm. in the beginning of the documentary, I mean, he can't even make eye contact with his mother. He, yeah. And then he, just by switching his diet to a real food, he's, he's able to speak full sentences. I mean, you are improving his quality of life. Like that's yeah. your child. Your child should not have to suffer. And so two to three days of them not eating, like that's, it's not like you're starving them. You're offering them food and you're not just saying, do it because I said so, you know, that's why we're all about the education. Like we're not just eat this because I said, so this is what's for dinner. You know, No, it's not about that, you know? And yes, even if they were eating stuff before, because I always try to tell parents, like sometimes you have to give them the language like because they don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just tell people like, look, just talk to them, say, mommy's learned new things and now that I've learned these new things I cannot continue to harm you because Mm -hmm. I care about you and so now that I've learned what I've learned about food I really think as a family you know we're gonna start building some healthier habits because I want your brain to work better I want your body to work the way it's supposed to don't you you know what I mean like right they can they can kind of get that and then and then once they feel, and then once they're like, that's it, the ketones do the rest. Once they're there, they're there. Yeah. Like, oh, they're yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, there's a way to explain it to them without just taking away, without them thinking that you're just taking away their favorite foods and punishing them. Like, you, you actually have to explain to them, like, you're doing this 
for yourself. And so that, like, that is one thing that, that Tyler and I agreed on was like, we're doing all of these amazing things for our body to better our health. Why in the absolute world would we not do it for our son? Like, exactly. You know, you got all these people who are going on keto because, oh, they, whether it becomes a lifestyle or, or not, like, you know, most people who set out to to do it just for the weight loss. Hopefully most of them stay for the other benefits, but right. you know, like why would you be so selfish as to not put your kid on the same path that you are? I mean, like, but, right. I, so they don't grow up to have exactly. those unhealthy and struggle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm preaching, you're preaching to the choir. Yes. Yes. I know. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just, I, it's so hard. And, um, it's, it's hard to, just get that message across but I think it's awesome that you guys are sharing as much as you do I you've inspired us and I know so many other people to do so and um you know I also want to put in a plug because I know we did it with did a podcast with Danny and Rachel for their for the um the fat-fueled family or the killing it killing it fat-fueled program but like Guys, they've made it easy for you. Um, mm-hmm. the, the program legit like helps you transition your whole family in a simple way to the ketogenic lifestyle. And if you want to talk a little bit about that before we get off, you're more than welcome to. Yeah, absolutely. So the Killing It Fat Field program is a program that we all created that does just that. It helps you. It gives you ideas. It gives you the education portion of it. Um, and then just like little tricks that we've used as a family, because we really take it for granted sometimes, like we'll have friends come over sometimes and they're like, Oh, I didn't know you can make that. Or I didn't know you can eat that. Like, so we're just sharing our tips and tricks. You know, we give low carb swap outs, you know, shopping lists. There's also family workouts that you can do together because we believe that activity is another area that we're just, you know, we're becoming more sedentary. We're all sitting in front of screens all day and we just got to get more active with our, with our, with the whole family, you know, the kids too, they're, they got to get out there. But, um, yeah, um, it gives you everything that you need to know, lots and lots of recipes and just, and making it fun, you know, because they are kids and now they're, you know, now my boys are kind of past that point and, but we still give them fun stuff, but like in the beginning to transition them, you don't, you make them, show them that it's not, de- like, you're not depriving them and that they can still enjoy it. So we did a lot mm-hmm. of, like, Carrie Brown ice cream in the beginning. We would make them fathead pizzas. We would make them keto pancakes. You know, there's, now with the, with the, inter- with the internet, you can find keto anything. So, but our fat field, our Killing It Fat Field family program is perfect for anyone that, wants to start this lifestyle or they've already started it themselves and they want to get the whole family on board. Um, yeah. And you can find it at killingitfatfuel.com. And yeah, it's really, really just like complete Mm because it's got the workouts, the recipes, the information, and yeah, we've gotten really good feedback so far. Um, and that's like our main mission really it's getting to the families and that's, and it's just so huge, you know, especially for those people that are already doing keto, like they're the first, like 
they, you got to get your kids on board. You know, you got to do it. Yeah. I mean, it makes it so much easier, not only like for the fact that you're making them healthy and changing their life, but the fact that you don't have to cook like two or three different meals. I mean, come on, who wants to do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like uh, if everyone's eating the same thing, life is good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so I, I love that you guys developed that program. I was super excited to see that that resource is out there. So definitely everyone go check them out and I'll link that in the show notes again like I did before um but I feel like I could talk to you all day long oh yeah and I know this could go for hours but (laughs) I am really excited I think I just saw you guys are gonna go on the low carb cruise right yes are you going yes are you bringing are you bringing Connor no, so oh, I'll, actually, okay. I'll actually be alone. Oh, um, nice. T- Tyler couldn't get off off of work, and That's so okay, he'll, yeah, sadly. But are you bringing the kids? Yeah, so listen to this. It's so funny. So it's actually going to be, we'll be on there for Dean's birthday is June 4th. So we'll oh actually gosh. be on the cruise. Yeah, we're taking the whole family. Also, they have the kids club thing, girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cruises are the best. Yes, like, they are. <laughs> the kids would ask, like, when is it time to go back? Like, we would, they would be there all day. They love it. And so it's That's perfect because awesome. me and Danny are like, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. um, it's just so funny because Dean, he literally, like, when I was like, Dean, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he said that he wanted to go on a cruise or he wanted to go to New York. But somehow he got – he's going to get them both because our cruise leaves <laughs> out of Jersey. So we're going to oh, go – yeah. So we're going to go a day early and we're going to just take a trip, like a one-day trip. We'll take the train to the city and see the Statue oh. of Liberty because that's the only thing we weren't able to do last time. Well, we couldn't do the Empire State, but I don't think they cared as much. But they wanted to see the Statue of Liberty, so – We'll do that. And so I'm like, Dean, you lucky duck. Like, how did you get so lucky? You're going to get all these things that you wanted for your birthday. (laughs) You're getting a cruise in New York. You're so funny. Yeah. Like that's going to be the best. That's so awesome. So fun. We're so excited. Yeah. Yeah, We're super excited. Um, I think it's going to be really good. And I think that all, yeah, that's before KetoCon, right? Yeah. 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 Because it's at the end of May, beginning of June. Yeah. Yeah. And then KetoCon's at the end. Mm -hmm. Are y'all going to KetoCon? I know the last time y'all went, you were like, I'm not. (laughs) I think it was kind of hard with how Danny was having to like um, socialize and then you were having to watch the kids and it was kind of crazy, wasn't it? It's it was insane. So we will be there this time, but without the kids. So okay. the kids That'll are gonna stay back. Yeah, because KetoCon's a little bit different. Like um the cruise is like at least we have that option. Like the kids club mm-hmm. was huge. Like and that was like the make or break. I was like, yeah, if the kids club thing is gonna be going on, then we we can go because then my kids are there. Like and the hours are awesome because yeah, they literally take them they, we would literally pick them up for lunch and then that's it. They would go back until like five. <laughs> they love it though. That's they would awesome. Ask. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll be at KetoCon without the boys, and it'll just be easier because last year was really hard, too, because people wanted to talk to me as well, and I want to talk to people and, you know, meet people, and you know how the little, especially the little one, like Desmond is, oh, an, angel. Yes. Desmond is an angel, poor thing. Desmond, I don't see him the whole time. The whole time at KetoCon, I don't even know where he is. He's, like, at the booths. <laughs> he was with Maria Emmerich, uh, her kids. He was just at her booth the whole time. So, yeah, he's an angel, but... Dean like it's just and it's a lot for him like he gets super overstimulated and yeah and he doesn't let me get you know how it is like they don't let you get a a word in so it was just really hard to have any conversations and then I leave like super stressed out so I'm excited to go this year and actually enjoy KetoCon and like go to the fun events and have some adult 
conversations. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> so that'll be two two instances where I get to actually meet you guys and talk yes. to you. So I'm excited and and um um yeah um I know Tyler's jealous that that I get to <laughs> meet you both, but it'll be so good. Um, I know. But yeah, so I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And um, if people want to find you or anything out about your um, family, where can they go? So my main gig would be Instagram. That's um where I'm the most active. I post a lot of workout videos. Um, and that will be at fat field mom. Then you can find my, I post all my kids food on at fat field kids. If you're interested in that. And we also are mediocre YouTubers. If you care about following, mm-hmm. we're trying, we're trying to pick up the pace. So if you follow that's, us, that's just like me. YouTube, <laughs> yeah. Fatfield family on YouTube, definitely subscribe because we're really trying to pick up the pace on our YouTube and do some more like workout demos and just some fun stuff for you guys. And we also have a podcast, Fatfield family podcast, where we talk about diet, nutrition, lifestyle, mindset, all types of homeschooling, um, everything we love on our podcast. Uh, check that out also. I absolutely love y'all's podcast too. Like I'm pretty sure I was able to catch up on the the last one this week. Um, So good, right? Yes. um, So good. But I I loved it. And I think the mindset one was probably my favorite. Like I, as soon as I finished, yeah, as soon as I finished listening to it, I was like, Tyler, you have to listen to this one. Like I loved it. So, but I also love the chemistry that you and Danny have. Like, I know you're married and everything, but the fact that you can work together so well, you feed off each other very well. It's, it's a, it's an awesome podcast to listen to. So, um, thanks. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we have fun. We have fun doing it. Um, well, Again, thank you so much for coming on, and I will be talking to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Woo!